You're listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan, marketing, branding, and building an online community to help you grow your business as a healthcare professional. Featured on the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, and America's business magazine, Forbes, Dr. Yazdan gives you insight on how she's cracked the code to social media and how to use it as a way to make your business more profitable. And now... Dr. Yazdan. Hello, hello, my friends. I hope you're doing well today. I'm really looking forward to sharing today's podcast with you about how to have a better life and how to build your dream life. I want to talk about this because so many of my coaching clients come to me wanting a better life. And also this year, I've joined several Facebook groups. And whenever I'm spending a little time in those, I notice that so many of the doctors in those groups are just wanting to change their circumstances and are just wanting to have a better life. It's like this vague idea that their life isn't as good as it can be. And some of them know exactly what they think would make their life better. But I always ask my coaching clients why they want their lives to be better. Like, what does that even mean? And what do you think your life will look like if it's better? And what will it feel like when it's actually better? Like, I I always ask my clients stuff like this. And most of my clients think that the way to have a better life is by making their external circumstances actually better, by making their businesses have more profit, by having a staff that listens to everything they say, by getting big cases in their practices constantly, by having more free time. Nobody teaches us in detail how to actually have a better life. We don't really sit down and contemplate it. We're kind of sold this idea of how to be successful, and we're also sold this idea that success means happiness. And for us in healthcare, we were taught to go out and get an education, build a business, and then, and only then, would we be happy. Many of us don't even think to question these concepts, like, what does it even mean to be successful? And second of all, what does it even mean to be happy? And is that really the goal of life? And if so, why? So when we try to make our life better from the outside in, the effect is always temporary because we're trying to be dependent on something external for our happiness. I see this prominently in business. So where people grow their businesses, they make a good living for themselves and they rely on their income and the things that they can buy to make them happy. And inevitably, that is only temporary. It's a temporary solution because they start to notice, wait a minute, that isn't working so well anymore. The money isn't buying me happiness anymore. I also see it in marriages, like people get married and expect their spouse to create their happiness for them. And that's only temporary because again, after a period of time, they start to think, wait a minute, this person isn't making me happy anymore. Maybe I should go look for a new person. And so we try to control those external circumstances to continue to get happy. And we're unhappy about our own unhappiness. So we're striving to make our lives better from this place of unhappiness, from this place of scarcity. And we're out there trying to manipulate the world and change our external circumstances to be happy. But if you want the change to be permanent, if you want to make your life better, you can't do it from changing your external circumstances. You have to dig deep and look internally and think about what would make your life better internally. If you want more money, why? Why do you want more money? If you want to automate your business, why? Why do you want to automate your business? Usually we want these things because of how we believe we will feel when we have them. We try to change our world so we feel better instead of feeling better to change our world. We, we do it backwards. So in this episode, I want to talk to you 
exactly about that, about how the opposite is true, how you need to feel better first to change your world. It's not the other way around, my friends. One thing I work on with all my coaching clients is this process to make your life better. And the best news is you don't have to change anything. But don't be surprised when a lot of things start to change. The first part of the process is that you have to learn how to deal with fear and failure too. So one reason why so many people suffer uh, and aren't living their best life already is because they're afraid to fail. And what happens is you end up on this hamster wheel of life feeling really unhappy and working yourself to the point of burnout because you're afraid of failing. I teach my clients that failure is simply a thought and that fear is normal and fear should be expected. And if you just keep going and you don't let that overcome you, then you're going to be able to create so much more of what you want in your life. Now, let me just remind you that when you have a quote unquote better life, whatever that is, I think it's really important to question whether you think that means that you'll be happy all the time, that you will be joyous all of the time, that you will feel successful all the time. Because I think a lot of us have that belief that those are the things that will make our life better and then we can settle in and just relax the rest of our lives. Like that hamster wheel I was talking about is basically what you think you will get to at the end of it. You think if you just work yourself to death, you will arrive at this place where you can then just settle and be happy. And what I found is that a major part of this human experience is experiencing fear and failure on a regular basis so that we can continue to grow and contribute and add value to the world. So I want to remind you that like being on this hamster wheel where you're working your Yourself to death, and you think you're just going to get to this place and arrive and be happy. Like, that's not true. That's not actually going to happen. You have to be happy first to create the happy life that you want, or you have to be the person you want to be to create the life you, you actually want. So, the second thing I want to talk to you about is to stop the blame game. So, the victim mentality is really where we think we're at the fact of our lives. So, if you're multitasking, come back to me because I, I hear, I see, and I hear about this a lot. So, we think our lives are happening to us. I was recently talking to one of my clients, and she was telling me about how COVID ruined her business. And I know right now your ears may have perked up a bit because if you found yourself in the same boat, um, it, like you're like, yeah, COVID did ruin my business. I had to close my doors. I couldn't do elective treatment, blah, 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 blah. And I asked her, okay, well, what are you going to do about it this year? I know your office was shut down temporarily last year, but how is that? How is it that some offices still grew and yours didn't? So I asked her what she plans on doing this year if she's going to do well in her business this year. And she said, well, I sure hope so. Like, I hope there's no more shutdowns. I hope it does well. And I said, well, notice that when you say that, when you say, I sure hope so, that you're putting the power of how your business is going to do into the hands of something else out there, something external, and hoping for the results instead of realizing that you can actually create it. When we fail, we can blame other people or circumstances or other situations, or we we can own that failure and learn from it. So I always want to choose to own my failure and learn from it. 
when we own it, we can claim it as a stepping stone, as a building block to whatever it is we are creating. When we experience emotions, when we're experiencing frustration or growth, we can own it instead of blaming other people or other circumstances for it. For my client who was blaming COVID for her practice revenue, I started to ask her specifics about her business. And what we actually uncovered is that her practice didn't take a hit because of COVID, which I already knew that to be true, but she didn't realize it until this moment. It took a hit because she didn't have the right systems in place. But it wasn't until she took ownership of that concept and stopped blaming things external to her that she was actually able to see that. And I'll tell you what, my client, nothing will get in her way now. She has worked to put some incredible systems in place and changed so much in her business that nothing's going to stop her. When you claim responsibility for what you have created and for your feelings, it's one of the biggest pieces of making your life better. Hear me when I say that. You have an incredible sense of authority over being able to make changes in your life. Being willing to be vulnerable means that you tell the truth about what you're experiencing and you actually own it. You don't beat yourself up for it. You don't blame yourself for it and you don't blame anyone else for it. You understand that it is part of the human experience and you allow for it. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about creating confidence. One of the things that many of my clients want to do is create expertise so that they have confidence. They want to develop their skills in the field and prove it in the world. And then they will experience confidence. That's what they think. And one of the things that is required in order to feel confidence is courage. We need to feel courage to go out there and to put ourselves out there and be able to produce so we can generate the confidence that we need through the way that we think about ourselves. It's like, I'm always talking about being on social media. So many people go into it not being confident about putting out content, but If you have the courage to do it, eventually, as you show up on social, you will have the confidence that you need to keep showing up and creating the results that you actually want. What I'm trying to get at is that confidence is not something that necessarily needs to wait until you've developed skill. You can feel confident in your attempts. You can feel confident in your efforts. You can feel confident in the tools that you're using and your ability to practice and get better at something. One of the things that I use a lot to develop my own confidence, which is my belief in myself, my belief in my abilities, is I focus on what I'm doing right now to learn. So whatever course I'm taking, whatever skill I'm working on developing, knowing I'm working on them gives me the confidence. I don't expect myself to be an expert when I'm just starting out on something. So I don't expect all of my results to be 100%. I don't expect to always win. And because of that, I have a tremendous amount of confidence because I'm just not afraid. I'm open to experiencing doubt. I'm open to experiencing disappointment. And because of that, I push forward and I move forward in the world open to those experiences. Another thing that will make your life better is finding your way to emotional adulthood. So basically just taking responsibility for your feelings. You're not effective at controlling the world. You are effective at controlling your interpretations, your expectations, your influence on the world, which is very different than trying to control other people. So many of you try to control everything around you. So many of you have staff issues, that one employee that you're always secretly wanting to get rid of but haven't yet. But while you're busy trying to control other people, you're not focusing on the right things. Spending a lot of energy trying to control your environment and other people is going to exhaust you. When you turn that energy into emotional responsibility for yourself, 
it's actually going to energize you. You're going to stop feeling afraid of what people think about you and you'll start paying attention, much more attention to what you think about you. And you'll start thinking in a way and in a deliberate way that creates emotion that will serve you in your life. Now, I'm not saying that you should have positive feelings all of the time. That's not even possible. Everyone can agree that the human experience includes all of the stuff, 50% good and 50% bad, no matter what your circumstances. When you grow your business, your life won't be better. It still will be 50-50. Your problems will be different, but your experience of life will still be 50-50. When you make more money, again, your life won't be better. You will still experience life as 50-50. Most of us can hide in comfort, hide away from the world and try to protect ourselves from ever feeling a negative emotion. And then we wonder why we're not creating the magnificent life that we're capable of creating. Learning how to manage your emotions is definitely a step to having a better life. I also want to talk to you about a big thing I work on with my coaching clients, which is how to manage your thoughts. So we talked about managing your emotions. Now let's talk about your thoughts. Really understanding that you should know what you're thinking. You have to be able to separate out the world as it exists in neutrality and your interpretation of it. Many of you think you understand this concept, but when I coach you, I have to show you the difference between your observations of the world and the world. Your observation of the world is not the world. It is your interpretation of it. So when you observe something and you think that it's horrible and you feel horrible, you feel powerless because you think the world is causing that feeling of horrible. You think that's the world's fault. And when you own that you're the one causing that feeling, it doesn't mean that you're going to change how you're thinking and feeling. But what it does mean is that you can if you want. Very important there. You can own every thought that you think about the world, and sometimes you will choose to feel horrified. Now, that is what I really want you to pay attention to, owning your thoughts and taking power over them and knowing that you can change your thoughts. Now, this final thing I want you to talk to you about is one of my favorites. It is the way that you will solve all of your problems. And it's by knowing that you're actually the cause of all of your problems. Stay with me here. I know some of you don't want to hear this right now, but it's super true. It's really true. And I just want you to hear me on this. If you don't want a problem, don't make anything a problem. Things are only a problem because we make them a problem. This is such a mind trip for most of you. You're like, wait a minute. No, it really is a problem. My assistant didn't send out my patient's case and now it won't be back on time. That is a problem. But it's a problem because you make it a problem in your mind and you want to make it a problem in your mind, but you can also allow for the solutions when you think about it in this way. I like to encourage all of my employees to come to me with solutions instead of problems. It's really funny. I was actually talking to one of my friends about this last night. We both have businesses in healthcare and she was asking me a question. I was like, I literally tell my employees, like it's written and a laminated piece of paper that says, do not come to me with problems. Come to me with solutions for problems. And so if you're going to present a problem to me, you must also present the solution that you think will most help it. And I will offer my solution as well, but I always want everyone to think in the contrast. So of course, we're going to have problems existing in the world, but 
We can also always bring it with a solution. We can always bring solutions for those problems. We can always realize that we're the ones that are creating the problems. And sometimes we want to create those problems. Like, yeah, if my lab patient's lab case wasn't sent out on time, maybe I want that to be a problem. But now I want to have a solution for that problem, right? So I don't want this problem reoccurring. But just knowing that I'm the one that's creating the problem gives me all the freedom, gives me all the power that I need to make my life better. And basically, when you take this podcast episode, when you put all of these together, everything I talked about with you, you will learn how you can create your best life, your dream life. And that's what I want you to do. If you need to listen to this again, if it seemed a little confusing or I went a little too fast, just start from the beginning and go through. I hope this episode resonated with you. If you want to take this work even deeper and really work on building your dream personal life and business life, I encourage you to sign up for a free consult to see if you are a good fit for my coaching program. I walk you through my proven process of how you can really create your dream life intentionally. You just go to dryazin.com schedule. I will also link it in the show notes for you. Now go out there, take control of your life and start building your dream life. I'll talk to you soon. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at www.dryazdan.com forward slash Instagram guide. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdan, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time.